0: What's going on gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I am the Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming. Now in today's episode I want to do something I haven't done in a little bit. I didn't really see anything in the news this past week that really jumped out at me that really made me go oh I got to talk about this this week. So I decided to look a little bit more inwards if you will. I decided to kind of go back to what I used to do in a while and talk about more personal gaming topics and in today's episode I want to look at my favorite franchise games. Now what I mean by that is Here are some of my favorite franchises, but here is the favorite game in that franchise. And then I will talk about my graveyard shift, which is a little bit different this week, to be honest with you. But with all that being said, let's jump in and let's talk about some of my favorite gaming franchises. So gamers, there's a couple of rules I had when I was making this episode about my favorite franchises and my favorite games. I wanted to make sure there was at least three games in the series That I was talking about and at the same time I wanted to make sure that I had played at least two of those games. For example that kind of eliminates both The Last of Us and also the Red Dead Redemption series because while I know there was Red Dead Revolver I really don't count that. I count Red Dead Redemption 1 and Red Dead Redemption 2 as games in that series. So for me they don't have three in either one of those so I can't add either one of those games in there. It's got to be multiple installments in this series. So with that being said I also wanted to say that I've actually done a lot of franchise episodes, a lot more than I thought when I was kind of crafting this episode. So if you want to know what my favorites of the Grand Theft Auto games, or the Metal Gear Solid games, or the Hitman games, or Batman Arkham, Yakuza, and Uncharted, please go check out those franchise episodes. They'll kind of break them down for you, what I loved about each one, and you'll get an idea of which one is my favorite in those series. I just didn't want to recover those when... I talk about those in much more detail in those select episodes as well. So in this episode, we're actually going to start off with Assassin's Creed. And I know this this is actually a franchise that I have an entire countdown and a ranking of my favorite games. But the reason I'm putting it here is over the summer, I finished up Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I proclaimed Assassin's Creed Valhalla had become my favorite of the Assassin's Creed universe. However, as things tend to do, the more I thought about it, reflected upon it, I realized I was kind of still in the hype of being that game. And while I definitely would say that game has become my number two game, my number one game in the Assassin's Creed franchise is still Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And the reason I say that is there's just so much I love about that game. First off, I love Jacob and Evie. I love that dynamic they had where they were on the same page, but then they were totally not on the same page. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how Jacob and Eevee, the developers, used those two to influence how we played the game. If you're playing as Jacob, you're a lot more brash and louder. You're evolving the Rooks gang, kind of setting them up for things. If you're playing as Eevee, it's more stealth-based. At the same time, it's also more about the legacy of Assassin's Creed and actually kind of finding those precursor objects. I love that. You kind of get the best of both versions of Assassin's Creed they had been kind of really going for those years building up to it I thought the city of London was extremely well done because the one thing I will say about Assassin's Creed is they tend to get a little bit too big in the map area for example Egypt I loved ancient Greece was massive and I will say in England I absolutely love what we got with Assassin's Creed Valhalla I look here's what I'm saying with Valhalla great map love it. I mean, they have so many cool things to see. The world is beautiful. It's inspiring at times riding through going, "Man, look at look at how they did this. Look at Sherwood Forest. Look at all this cool, awesome things they've seen. They they've put in there for you to see. I think they did a great job with it. But the world is so big. There's so much to see. There's so much to do. So much side content, and it's all really well done. But the key is there's so much of it. Versus something like syndicate where they go yo here's a giant city of london to kind of play in we're gonna fill it with things for you to get lost and invest your time in but it also keeps it a lot more focused on that narrative it's still open world there's still plenty to do but it's a lot more focused and ultimately i'm kind of drawn to that so that really kind of really strikes a chord with me i love the fact that they really kind of Built off of what they set up in Unity where they wanted you to have the assassination missions. Where they wanted to harken back to the original Assassin's Creed where you felt like an assassin. Where you wanted to to find a way to infiltrate this building and sneak around and find your target at just the right time to take them out. I'm not saying they didn't do that in Valhalla as well. Because again Valhalla is my number two game in this series. But when I just think about okay if I was to start any game in the Assassin's Creed franchise over again which one would it be? with the intention of playing through it, which one would it be? It would have to be Syndicate. I just absolutely love this game. Let's move right along. Let's talk about the Tomb Raider franchise. This franchise has been around for a long time. I remember being uh, pre-teen, man. Maybe 14. I can't remember when the first game came out. Maybe I was 15. And I just remember being in Staples, of all places, and seeing the PC version of the original Tomb Raider and going, man, I want to play that. And then in 1997, I get my first... PlayStation 1 and I keep thinking about wanting to play Tomb Raider but I never get around to it eventually I get to play it and I just remember holy crap these tank controls are hard to control I remember that was kind of my roadblock with that series ultimately I did find myself kind of playing a little bit of a lot of those original PlayStation 1 games in fact 1, 2, and 3 Chronicles and even Dark Angel on the PS2. I did experience, I did play, but I never could beat those games because I never could stick with them long enough to actually enjoy it because of the tank controls. So then you go into 360 and they kind of revamp it. It's a soft reboot, it's a continuation, but it actually upgrades how you play in movement. And I loved Legend. And then Anniversary is really cool. In fact, I'm playing it on my PSP now. And then Underworld was really cool, but I never really could get super into those games as well. Like There was always something that kind of held me back. But I have to say, when they did a hard reboot in 2013 and I played that 2013 game, oh gamers, I was into it. I was sucked into it. In fact, I actually have the game and completed it on PS3. I have it on PS4 that I'm hoping to replay sometime in the near future, but it was the next game in the series that has just won it for me, and that is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider finally just made me a hardcore fan of this franchise. I love it. First off, let's just talk about the setting. Hoking Yoda over at Lost at Sea Gaming, a great gaming podcast right here on Anchor. Me and him talk about Tomb Raider. I know he's a big Tomb Raider fan. We talk about it a lot. He knows this about me. I love a world that has a lot of forest in it. I don't know what it is about exploring a forest, But a forest in a game just gets me. Like I'm into it. I think I'm slightly fearful of forest in real life. You know like the woods and the creepiness of what's in there. What kind of monsters in this woods. But in a game it's just so much fun. Plus you also have that creepiness. Which they actually get into in Rise of the Tomb Raider. With some of the DLC. But you can also set traps. You can also go vertical and hide out in the trees. As you're trying to take out enemies and stuff. And I just was there for that. I loved it. Whereas Hulk and Yoda he absolutely loves worlds that are set in water and whatnot so just kind of a little comparison between him and i on that but i loved it i mean i absolutely loved what they did with rise of the tomb raider then you had the story that i was so into i love a good game one of the things that i love about the indiana jones series i should say is the religious artifacts that he goes after in raiders and the last crusade it just makes it so connecting like oh man these are these are really cool In Rise of the Tomb Raider, it's very similar. Like, there's a religious cult up there, but they're very welcoming. You instantly like the people, and you want to help them, and their leader, you find out, has these strong religious ties to their beliefs, and you go, man, like, I actually like this guy. Like, I want to help him out. He's a good dude. And you have a good set of villains and Trinity is there and it's just an organization that you love to want to just stop. Like You know what I mean? Like you really want to stop them from getting their way. I love that about it. Was super hyped into this game. Loved every minute of it. Loved the DLC. I mean I remember when I got done with the game because I didn't get the game when it first came out. Unfortunately it came out as an Xbox exclusive. So I ended up getting it a year later on PlayStation 4. I didn't start until January of 2017 and when I did I played through it. And I was like oh my word this is amazing. At the end of that year, I was really torn between, okay, is 2017 Game of the Year? Is it Rise of the Tomb Raider? Or is it Horizon Zero Dawn? Like, those two games were so stuck with me. Eventually, I went with Rise of the Tomb Raider. And it has become one of my favorite PS4 games of all time. And in fact, it was so good that I couldn't help but be slightly disappointed with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a fantastic game. But to me, Rise just blew that franchise out of the water. Just such an amazing game. Now, gamers, I have actually talked about WWE games I have two whole episodes dedicated to like the last two decades of WWE games. But I want to talk about my absolute favorite one here. And to me, it is WWE 13. And the reason I say that is very simple. Going into that game, there was two things that was working for me. One is I'd had been i become a fan of the universe mode in WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 11 and WWE 12. But going into WWE 13, we were bringing back the Attitude Era. Now you had the current day rosters of like Sheamus and CM Punk and John Cena, Daniel Bryan, all that fun stuff. But we were also going to see the return of Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. We were going to get the three faces of Foley. We were going to get The Rock. We were also going to get DX and like the DX version of Triple H. We were going to get the New Age Outlaws and that's an instant seller for me. The APA, like so many different awesome characters that I went, man, I bet I can really make a fantastic universe mode blending these two worlds together and gamers it might just be for me but i absolutely loved my universe that i built like i would sit there and i would have to write it out and i would have so many thoughts and be playing these games and have specific storylines going and wanting matches to go certain ways that i was so wrapped up into it that i played the game for a solid year almost daily and in fact when 2k14 came out i have to be honest with you guys it had a better roster but I was still like, you know what? I'm just going to incorporate all that I have done in WWE 13 into 2K14 and just like kind of continue on with the story. And Oh, man. When I talk about playing 2K19 and I talk about a universe mode and how I kind of want to do things, and you might have heard me talk about plenty of those games in the past. It's always me trying to chase what I did in WWE 13's universe mode. I hope that when we find out more details and information about WWE 2 k 22 i hope it inspires me that i can make a universe mode like 13 but at the end of the day you know what i could really put wwe 13 and here comes the pain right next to each other as far as just which are my two favorites but wwe 13 between the roster and just that universe mode and what i could do with it stands head and shoulders above every other wwe game now next on this list i gotta go with saints Row. So here's the deal, Saints Row 1, I played about half of and never really got into. It just didn't, it felt like a GTA clone, and I know that's unfair to say to a lot of games, but that's what it felt like, they were just trying to hit that mark. Saints Row 2, I didn't even mess with. Well, Saints Row 3 came along, and I'm going, you know what, it looks kind of ridiculous. Like, it looks like they just kind of ratcheted up what GTA did with San Andreas, so I'm going to try it out. Gamers, I fell in love with Saints Row 3rd, like I absolutely loved it. I ended up playing Saints Row Four. I thought that was a fun game as well. But at the end of the day, with this series, it has got to be Saints Row the Third. It just had so much fun. The boss was just absolutely just a great character. Like he felt like a fish out of water in almost every scenario. While at the same time, the way Troy Baker does his voice, he feels very much in control. But I say fish out of water because, oh my word, guys. There was so much obnoxious craziness going on in this game in the best way. You get zombies out of nowhere. And who's the mayor? Burt freaking Reynolds. Like, it's just, what is going on? But it fits. It fits in the world they created. It was like the ultimate sandbox of just fun. I would love to actually play the remaster that came out in 2020. It was just that fun of a game. Saints Row 4 was a lot of fun as well. I mean, they had fun making fun of Mass Effect. And they had fun making fun of you know the matrix and whatnot like it honestly felt like Saints Row 3 and 4 were kind of them lampooning a lot of other games but making it their own it's like if the scary movie franchise had actually been like really good movies while making fun of other movies that's how I feel about Saints Row they were really good games making fun of other good games and here's the cool part about it I'm actually very interested to see what this hard reboot is that we get next year because of how much I just thoroughly enjoyed what Deep Silver did with the Saints Row franchise So. Just if you've never played Saints Row the 3, I highly encourage you to go pick up that PS4, Xbox One version of Saints Row the 3rd. I promise you guys, you will get a laugh, you will have fun. It's obnoxious, it's ridiculous. At one point, they're doing the Talladega Nights thing where you have a car and you're driving, but you have a lion in the back getting mad at you and you gotta keep it straight. Like, I just, it's absolutely a blast to play. Next up on the list is Far Cry. Now, I have not played Far Cry 6. I'm hoping to play that around Christmas time But I have to say, the first Far Cry game comes out, Hulking Yoda and I, we sit there, we mostly play multiplayer. Now, he did go on to beat the game. I never did. I spent my time in multiplayer and didn't really get too far in the main story. Couldn't get into Far Cry 2 at all. But Far Cry 3, oh, not only did I take a chance on playing, but I loved it. And look, gamers, I'm just going to let you know, Far Cry 3 is my favorite. But I need you to know that this series is fantastic. Far Cry 4. Absolutely amazing. In fact, I would think Pagan Men gets overshadowed by Boss in Far Cry 3, but Pagan Men is a great villain. Then you get Far Cry Primal, which is just such a unique gaming experience. It was the game that made me go, yo, Far Cry has the absolute best gaming worlds to just explore and look around in. Such a great game. Far Cry 5, I thoroughly, thoroughly loved. I mean, it was very close to being my favorite of this series. Far Cry New Dawn is really cool as well. Like I said, hopefully playing 6 soon, but let's get back to Far Cry 3. This was it for me i mean this is the game that took you down the rabbit hole if i can steal an analogy since far cry 3 loves to compare itself to alice in wonderland if you play along you might catch those clues but it's just such a great game it's absolutely amazing like first off you're jason brody you're a college frat kid you end up on this island and things go south bad and you have to kind of take this guy from like a whatever nobody kid to like an actual hero for the island On top of that, you have all these outside influences. Like, well, who are you going to side with? What are you going to do? Are you going to help your friends? Are you going to help this tribe? Really cool stuff. A crazy ending, depending on your choices. And I have to be real with you. Let's be honest. That villain, Voss. Captivating. Captivating. Voss is the kind of screen character that can only be comparable to Heath Ledger's The Joker. Like, whenever they're on screen, they steal the scene. I am absolutely shocked that it has taken them to Far Cry 6's DLC to bring Voss back because it is such an amazing amazing character Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with that DLC but yeah I mean there's so much fun with Far Cry like look I love Far Cry 5 and and New Dawn and I still enjoy taking out Outpost but this is the game that made that fresh and new and the different ways you unlock things and finding different caches like this was the game that really kind of set Yo, this is it. And I'm not a guy that loves first-person shooters. I love the Far Cry series. And it's all because of Far Cry 3. And lastly, gamers, I want to do a franchise episode, so that will come out pretty soon. But like I've said before, I want to replay God of War 2 and 3 soon. So today we're going to look at my favorite of the God of War franchise. And i got to tell you, it is the 2018 game. Right now, without having played 2 or 3 in over 10 years, i got to say it really came down to God of War 3 and God of War 2018. But having just replayed God of War 2018, getting that platinum, spending more time in that world, it just the emotion between Atreus and Kratos is just on a different level than anything we would seen in the previous games. The world is so beautiful. It's such a joy to explore. The different things you can do in that game is just so fantastic. So gameplay, story, setting, it just it tops everything. It's that maturity that this game brings. It just really sets it apart that makes me go, man, this is it. It makes me so excited for Ragnarok. I'm disappointed. We didn't get to play it this year, but I can't wait to next year to really jump into it. So, in the end of the day, God of War 2018, my favorite God of War. And like I said, gamers, I have plenty of franchise episodes out there. You can go check those out. You can get my thoughts on those games. Because trust me, these are not just my favorite franchises. There's the GTA, the Metal Gears. Hitman, Batman, Yakuza, Uncharted. All of those have their own franchise episodes. Definitely go check those out. So gamers, what have I been up to on the graveyard shift this week? Well, I told you it was kind of weird. i got to be honest. I completed Kingdom Hearts 3. And if you ever got to that moment where you complete a game, you have plenty of games to play, but nothing just jumps out at you to play. So Saturday, I just kind of worked on some podcast stuff and just kind of hung out. Sunday, I did the same thing. I didn't even have a retro Sunday. Nothing really just popped out to me. I really was torn as well between am I going to start Shinmu 1 or am I actually going to start Mad Max? I really couldn't decide. I didn't want to start off with one and just kind of be wanting to play the other one or vice versa. So I really just didn't know what to do. Playing some Persona 5, which was kind of like my in-between game, really just didn't catch fire with me either. So I was really sitting there going, I don't know what to do. So going into Monday I jumped in, I played some Sack Boy, and I gotta tell you, Sackboy big adventure, I'm getting close to the end now, which has led me to more challenging worlds which some of them have become some of my favorite levels. And there's one or two that I've been like, oh man, these are some of the worst in the game. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes developers try to give you like this challenge for you, right? Okay, you're this far in the game. We're going to add and add and add. And it just kind of becomes overdone. That's how I feel about some of the levels toward the end. But some of them, they add a bunch of levels of challenge to it. But when you get done, you're like, okay, I got to replay that again because I was this close to getting everything. And I I know I can do it. In fact, I just had a boss fight that man it was so close that I was like I can do this man I can do this with a little bit more practice and it was fun to do it so definitely some cool stuff there a little bit of a setback here and there but for the most part loving it so it ends up going into me trying to decide and I decide you know what when it comes to Shin and Mad Max, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to play about an hour of each game and make my decision, and I'll go from there. So I started off with Mad Max, and I got to tell you, I was digging it, man. I, I love the 3D open world games. and I, While I've never been a huge fan of the Mad Max movies, I have to say the game really kind of got me into it. The story of itself of Mad Max has always interested me, so in there, the first cutscene has me hooked. I'm interested. I can't wait to kind of play some more, and I do the first mission or two, and I'm like, okay. I think this might be the one i have to put at least another hour into shinmu so i can make sure that it isn't the game that i want to start with but then i started thinking to myself i have shinmu one two and three to play and even though i do think they are different the shinmu games are very similar to the yakuza franchise and i still have four five and hopefully lost judgment around christmas to play through so that's a lot. That's six games that are going to be very similar. Like, I need to break that up a little bit. So you know what? Maybe I should hold off on Mad Max. Maybe I should play through Shinmu 1 first, then go to Mad Max. Maybe something different, then go to Shinmu 2. So on and so forth. So that's what I decided to do. Now, I've talked about it before. A couple years ago, I had access to an Xbox and Game Pass. And I got about five hours into Shinmu 1. And over the last couple of nights, I've actually put in to where I... The next time I play the game, I will actually move past where I was at on the xbox when i played it a couple years ago and i gotta say i've definitely enjoyed the game i absolutely have kind of got back into it looking forward to see where the story takes me i've enjoyed so much of just interacting with the different people in the towns and kind of walking around and just kind of getting lost in that world there is one catch that i would say i mean this is kind of a port slash remaster i mean it's kind of a thin line what they do there the visuals do look slightly better than what they look like on the dreamcast However, you can tell they did kind of polish up and try to move to a 3D movement versus the tank controls. But if you're trying to make a very tight turn, like say you're going up some stairs and you want to turn left, you almost have to stop and treat it like tank controls. Because if you're just trying to move, there's a good chance you're going to move all the way around and go back down the stairs. If you're trying to turn and go up to a toy capsule machine and you're slightly off, you just need to kind of go ahead and pretend it's tank controls. That's the best way to handle it. But other than that, I have definitely been enjoying it. So I look forward to continuing this journey. And hopefully next week I can tell you more deep thoughts about Shinmu and what I'm loving about it and whatnot. So that's what I've been working on on the Graveyard Shift. Persona, I did spend a little bit of time with that this week. I don't want to forget about that because I did play some more. I got to the next area, kind of started exploring. I got to where now you go in the subway and you can kind of take out the people before they start building their own castles. If you ever played Persona, you'll know what I'm talking about. But really started enjoying that because i love the battle system i've never been a guy that loves the turn-based combat the south park games kind of opened it up to me and persona has just kind of nailed home that okay i enjoy this so definitely did enjoy the couple hours i spent in persona and i love so much about it. i love interacting with the world trying to interact with your different characters while at the same time trying to do so much stuff on timed deadlines like you can only do one activity in the afternoon so you have to be smart about it so definitely enjoy that and I look forward to spending some more hours with that over the next coming weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Gamers, I hope you enjoyed my episode today. I hope you have some thoughts and you'd like to share with me about your favorite franchise and your favorite games in those franchises and some of mine. You can always let me know at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com, thegraveyardgamer on Instagram, or find me on Twitter at thegraveyardg. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.